Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. 
Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. And as always, I come here prepared and ready to talk to you about the kinds of things that impact our lives now and in the future. It's important that we remain engaged as we look forward to the opportunity to have our voices heard loud and clear. I sent out a video today uh, to everyone to discuss the the heartfelt images of a brother and his love for his sister. And the love for one's sibling starts at a very early age. And in this particular situation, this young young man was less than four years of age, but he recognized that his sister was being treated incorrectly as, as he was concerned. And she was in a competition, uh, which was a uni, uni, uh, unisex competition, where she was wrestling, and he felt that the young man was taking advantage of his sister and he ran out on the the mat and tried to uh, 
correct the situation. So one of the things I want to talk about today, in which I'm probably the least able to discuss it to any degree because I'm an only child. Recognize as an only child that I missed out on the opportunity to have a connection with people who had my same bloodline, with people who had my same experience related to growing up. And we want to just talk about brotherhood and sisterhood to the degree that families who are able to come together and truly love each other are able to display something that is uniquely special. You need to make sure that when you're in these connections that you don't allow outside forces uh, to disrupt what is what you've been able to create growing up. There's nothing more important than knowing that you have somebody who is on your side no matter what. That there is someone who uniquely loves you to the degree uh, that you may not be able to find in any other connection. So today we just want to talk about why it is so important that family members recognize and appreciate the depth of love they can create and maintain from childhood to adulthood that can help everybody within that unit uh, to, to strive for excellence and to create an opportunity uh, to assist everybody in maintaining the safety net needed for everybody to find the success that they have. Um, it always amazes me that when the right people get on the show at the right time, and George, you're certainly one of those people right now, because your family dynamic is so strong and is structured in a way that you all uh, remain in touch and do things together in a way that um, shows that the family dynamics was special from the very beginning. And I'm not sure if you saw that uh, video, but it is just so the relationship between a brother and sister or a brother and brother is so strong and so dynamic uh, that it really can't be developed any other way from than experiencing a day-to-day connection. Well, good afternoon. Are you there, uh, I didn't. I I didn't get a chance to see the video, so I'm not sure as to how what you would like to. Me- for me to respond on, but uh, as far as well, the closeness, just... togetherness uh, about our family, it's just that's just how we came up. Uh, we came up cousins. Uh, we, we weren't spread it out. We had a whole lot of family members in my hometown, and we had a lot of cousins that was in the country, and we had people that come from out of state that would bring their kids, my cousins, uh, down to 
our hometown in Mississippi to, to show them where they come from and, and to get to know your cousins and uh, know what family values are. But uh, And it was never somewhat of a strain on, on, on families. Uh, but in this day and age, I think it's kind of hard for some relationships and some families to maintain that type of closeness that we have because uh, we tend to be somewhat now spread it out. And we, we are spread it out also in the school system, um, in states where a lot of family members are not close. But that's one thing that we also did, too, was have what they call family reunion. Very important. It's key. And I think that's one thing, um, knowing who you are, what your your family value. Uh, it reminds me of this one black movie where I think it's Tyler Perry. I'm not for sure who did it, but Cicely Tyson was the was the the older of the elder, the minarch, and uh, they had this huge family reunion, and uh, they all gathered around, and she told them who they are, what they are all about, and. She really got on some of the ones who was wearing the short, short, shorts up their rump, and they didn't take their family value. But uh, that's what we need. We need a head of a household, and we just always uh, stuck together. And we came from someone who who was high up, who told us who our values are, who we are as a family, who we are as a person, and it's just a natural thing. So uh, I just hope I expounded on on, on something. Uh, other than uh, at least what you were talking about, because uh, I didn't get a chance, and I'd like to apologize, I didn't get a chance to to see the video. All right, let me just again just illustrate or share what the video was about. Um, A sister, an older sister, was participating in a unisex uh, wrestling event, and the younger brother, who was probably three or four years of age, saw a boy lift her leg up and look as though he was getting ready to throw her to the ground. And the little boy just dashed on the mat and attacked the the, the boy. Uh, of course, he didn't do any harm. But what is suggested by that was that this boy had a love for his sister that transcended uh, anybody trying to hurt her no matter what his age was. And we, as individuals, have to, at some point, uh, understand and appreciate the kind of connections that brothers and sisters can have. Again, I may not be the right one uh, to discuss this and or be the, the host of this, because I have never had a sister or brother. Um, I have had stepsisters and brothers, but we never lived together at any point. But what I do realize is that there is a unique connection among syllabus that can help them all go to a, a successful place, that they can always be there for each other no matter what the issue is. And they can have a bond uh, that is uniquely special uh, that can't be reached even between close friends. So, Andre, um, we're just talking about the connections that people can gain and maintain from childhood to adulthood 
that plays a pivotal role in in the life of uh, their adult life and the longevity of their lives. Well, tremendous Thursday to everyone, and um, yes, Jane's family um, is very important. Siblings are very important, and that is a life lifelong commitment or connection, if you would. Even if you find some siblings that may disagree or um, may not necessarily get along at the level as, as others, um, that connection is something that can't be um, taken away, if you would. You know, it was uh, Joyce said it very well when she said that. You know, um, it just it starts with the foundation of the expectation of family. We take care of each other, we love each other, and we push each other to be uh, the very best. And we see in each other some of the strengths that sometimes the individual may not see within themselves. Now, um, you know, you may or may not have heard the saying that blood is thicker than water. When it comes to siblings, especially those raised in the same household together, uh, it's just a natural culture in which um, the parents create and what's expected of how the family is to behave and what to do. Uh, I remember, and and a lot of times we get together and and we reminisce, and one of the stories was um, me being one of the younger of the siblings uh, was defended. Uh, by my family. I mean, and I mean, all they had to know is someone had did something that they shouldn't have done to me. And at that time, every last sibling came out and took part. Even my sister that was uh, expecting, and I mean, she was full-blown expecting. She was out there directing what to do and how to get it done and that kind of stuff. And this is in the neighborhood, but you just do not let no one mess with any of us. And, um, you know, uh, we do keep the connection. George hit on something uh, very powerful is is that back in the day, we were in the same community and area, and that support system was a natural component. Uh, I think now that we, uh, as a, as a, even as a, 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 a country, uh, families now are not necessarily living as close as they have in the past, so uh, it takes an extra effort to make sure that those connections are there. And um, we, being the older siblings, we are trying to make sure that we instill the importance of that legacy continuing. Because we know even when we were coming up, when you're young and you have a family, you know, you're, you're working and you're trying to be involved in the communities and you, you're trying to establish for yourself. But you never forget that family will always be there no matter what. When a job come and go, uh, it'll be there. When your health uh, declines come and go, we'll be there. When you uh, need advice, uh, you know, family is there. And that's what we always, that's what we always know. Now, uh, within our family, we may have some issues that we discuss, and, and we know that the place that we come from is always love. But I tell you what, Right or wrong, we don't let no one outside the family mess on with a family member. Everybody playing, they, we roll up. We roll up in more ways than one. <laughs> well, let me um, just say, uh, Cheryl, as, as we uh, continue this connection and this conversation, that we need to recognize that there is a need for people to show that kind of love uh, 
toward their family and continue the effort uh, to help family members survive when they have lost their way, and that it is important to uh, go beyond what is reasonable when it comes for your love for family. Good evening, and how's everyone doing this evening? You know, everybody was so correct when it comes to family. I know we grew up in a family of girls, and we always knew um, that we had each other backs, and we were really tested by a bully that um, that tried to bully me. And, um, and as far as in the only fight that I ever had, um, she came out her class and into mine and hit me. And this, you know, created a, a, a fight which I had already went to the principal ahead of time to inform him of the bullying, but it also informed him that, you know, I can't let anybody just hit me. And the um, she was suspended because, you know, I took all the proper measures to protect myself. And she came back the next day. Well, the next day she came back, she not only had me to look for, but she had my sisters as well. We all went to the same school, you know. And one thing about us, we, we had a mark left after that is is that you don't mess with the McKinley girls, and that's what they called us, because it's a bond. And like you say, we may have our differences among each other, but don't don't you mess with one of us, you know, in whatever kind of way it may be. But um, and that bond created throughout our um, our neighborhood because of us being girls. We had a bond that wherever we went, we had that protection, and we knew. And and these were people, even though they weren't blood-related, they were like family because everybody up at that time, it was a community thing, and we all stuck together. But, um, you know, when um, somebody was saying that being there and uplifting them and doing those things, we also, you know, did that as well. And where somebody's weakness was, somebody's strength was, and vice versa. So we was always there to hold each other up. And even today, you know, even being in different areas, you know, it doesn't matter. If something happened, you know, we don't even have to say, you know, can you? Can you is not an option. We're going to be there. And that's without even saying And, you know, I carry that on throughout my friendships. You know, I show myself if I am going to be a friend and I do have a bond, you know, you don't have to ask me, you know, if I'm going to be there. If I say I'm a friend, I'm a friend. If I say I'm a sister, I'm a relative, I am who I say I am. And, you know, we've created that, like you said, from young on. You know, that's what our parents instilled in us. And um, and here today, you know, we follow the same um, thing. So, I mean, I've heard that, you know, with everybody else's conversation about how, you know, everybody is there for each other. Uh, Reverend Smith, we know that we're living in a time where 
seemingly some of that commitment and dedication uh, to family and love for family has been lost. You know, the Bible talks about a time where uh, that fathers will be attacking sons and brothers attacking brothers. There's somehow or another that we need to reestablish the love for family and the commitment to help everybody get to a successful uh, state in life. Um, Good evening to each and every one of you. Uh, I'm sorry that I'm not on as much as I used to be, but I'm taking on more responsibilities now as a pastor, as an ex-pastor, and my time is really being uh, taken up by a lot of that. Also, I'm getting ready to go to North Carolina and uh, do an album, cut an album, so I just ask you all to bear with me till all of this has come up to to fruition. And I say to all of you, I, I, I envy what I hear in reference to family. Um, I have a sister. We, bought, we were very, very close. Very, very close. I used to start fights just so I could see her beat people up. Now, that was bad, but I did. Because my sister could fight. My God, that girl could fight. She beat the she beat the fullback on the football team to half the death. That girl could fight. And I used to start fights just to see her fight and but we were just really close close and I when she got married when I was twelve years old, she was much older than I was. But she got married when I was twelve years old and uh I can't believe that I harbored resentment against her for many years for that. But today I would like to say that my sister and I are very, 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 very close. Praise God. Um, uh, I told her about three or four years ago how much I resented her leaving me at home by myself and she getting married. (laughs) And she just couldn't believe that I had held all of this inside of me all those years. And so when we talk about siblings and, and when we talk about the closeness of them, there is, there is a connection always, but sometimes those siblings do harbor some kind of resentment when you step away from them or they have to be taken away. That's why it's hard for me to watch the, what's going on on television by these kids being taken away and separated and stuff like that. So it's it's a very difficult situation, but I remember one thing that I read in the Bible, and I know every one of you have read it also, and when I hear us talking about no matter what, uh, that we are going to stand up for our siblings, the one thing I remember is when Jesus said, the greatest two commandments of the world is uh, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, thy mind, and thy strength. He said, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second commandment is love thy neighbors as thyself. Who are your brothers and sisters? That's what Jesus told them in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, those who believe and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ 
are my brothers and my sisters. That means all of mankind. And I stand here to tell you, or sit here to tell you tonight, that that's the way I feel about it. I Because I know you all, of whatever, I would fight for you just as quick as I would fight for my own sister. I would do whatever I can for you just as quick as I would do for my own sister. Because there's no way that I can separate that and say that I am a child of God and not have the same feeling for you. And I know what we're talking about, don't get me wrong, but that's that's the way I feel. That's the way I feel. I love my sister to death. I just talked to her today. But I want you to know that we're all sisters and brothers, every last one of us. And we're all God's children. And we must love each other as we love ourselves. That means love each other as we love our our biological or whomever. We must love each other. And that's the only way we're going to survive. God bless you. You know, it's real important that people understand and appreciate what the level of commitment of family really is. And as I I said I was the only child, and I never really lived near any of my cousins. And, in fact, a lot of times uh, there were a lot of animosity and and, uh, uh, just um, no real camaraderie uh, between me and some of of my cousins. In fact, we spent a lot of time fussing and fighting. But one of the things I realized uh, saw about my mother's side of the family was that they would come together and try to make life better for my grandfather and that they would uh, bring together their skills and their uh, commitment to family to keep the farm that was in South Carolina going in the right direction. And when my mother passed, my aunts and uncles brought me into the fold and treated me uh, with a lot a lot of respect and appreciation. And uh, that helped me to understand what true, what the true dynamics of a good family was. Because so often when people pass, family members go to fighting and fussing over money. But to be brought into the family... And, and treated as my mother would have been treated, showed that there was a different level of love in 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 that Walker family. And so it's so important, Joyce, that people realize how much is gained when people show the proper appreciation and love for their siblings and for those who have come as a result of marriage uh, in terms of their nieces and nephews. Absolutely. That's a part of carrying on the legacy. The reason why they brought you in the fold is because you are family. So they wanted to teach you what the, what it's all about and for you to be a part of making sure that that legacy doesn't die. Also, like this found too to you, you James, is that that same type of a relationship that we have as sisters and brother, you have established that with your daughter. 
And the reason why I know that you have is because of what you say sometimes and how you how you would do certain things if certain things happen. So to me, you know, you've got that type of family, but, you know, in a sense, it's not with your, your a sister or brother, but it's, it's with your daughter, you see. And that's family. That's love. And that's what it's all about. So uh, I kind of wanted to expound on you that, uh, in a way, you you did miss it, but it was a different type of type of family type of love that you reminisce, and you learned from ob- observation. And when your mom's family brought you into the fold, that's that's teaching, and I'm assuming some of that teaching that's the reason why that you're able to mold the type of relationship that you have with your daughter today. Thank you. Yeah, uh, sometimes you don't know why things happen. And I know that I happened to father a child at a very early age, and my daughter uh, just became an immediate positive impact in the family. And she used to travel around and go to see my aunts and uncles, and she's become a real permanent part of the Walker existence uh, because of the of them helping to raise her in the youth as she was an infant and as a young a young girl. But uh, Andre, um, I come to you and see that the importance of the role that you play, and I hear sometimes when you're saying how it is your mission uh, to be a good aunt uh, to your nieces and nephews. Uh, and because you play a, a pivotal part of just letting them know how important they are. Well, you're exactly right, uh, James. I do pride myself on being a, a good auntie. Uh, I think that's very important to me. Um, while I have, uh, if I was to reflect, I would surely do some things differently as a parent. Um, my son was a was the only biological son uh, that I had, and uh, again, coming from a, a, a family with, um, you know, a lot of uh, siblings, I think sometimes um, he missed some things that I had, but like Joy said, not necessarily just different. But uh, I view uh, how I treat my nieces and nephews as a way of really honoring the love that I have for my brothers and my sisters, because um, whether my siblings are alive or deceased, I do think it's our responsibility to do just as your family did. Make sure that they know just because their parent um, may be deceased, it doesn't mean that they're less part of the family. And I think that's what you witness in, in um, you know, the example of what you share uh, with us today. Uh, but I take uh, great pride in making sure my uh, nieces and nephews understand how valuable they are. Uh, again, part of our family expectation, but they have to know within themselves that they truly are important and um, we love them, we appreciate them, and we only want the best for them. And the good news of it is they don't have to compete with each other because we understand that everyone has their own path and the Lord that we serve is big enough to know 
whatever path is designed for that specific one, that's their journey. And we support them in every way possible. And it's not a it's not a competition uh competition. We may have some fun with each other, but it's all about promoting and up you know, racing people up as we go. Uh Reverend Smith, it seems as seems as though some of these family dynamics have failed in terms of them uh creating a a stronger unit uh to keep these children uh from going astray. We look at our uh society now and uh that some uh people have yet to uh get to the point where their family is strong enough uh to give relief uh to parents and help guide some of these young people. And these young people seem to have found family outside of the family unit. James, that's why they have gangs out there, is because of what you just said. They are they are seeking a family. That's why a lot of them uh, get into these gangs, because they are seeking a family, someone who cares about them, someone who will die for them or whatever. And, and, and it makes it really sad that these kids do have parents. They do have parents, but the parents are so busy doing something else one way or the other a lot of times until they don't seem to find that time. That's why it's a blessing that you have people like these wonderful ladies that we got online today and you men that are online that, that, that will that will sit down and talk to their young 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 ones and, and let them know the dynamics of their family and what it means to be our family and not I'm I'm still your mother, I'm still your father, but we are family. And, and and most people are younger, this generation or some other generations out there, even the older ones, now are changing. They don't understand that there's got to be, there must be, there have to be a line drawn to these kids. These kids need your parental guidance. They want your parental guidance. They love you know, they might argue like I did and jump up and down and with the whippings I got and the and the and the uh, uh, other things that happened to me, but I knew my parents loved me. But there was there was that line, and that line is not there anymore. It's not there, and I I, I do I honest to God I applaud you ladies that are here tonight saying what you're saying, how you have phrasing these things and putting them into action that, hey, I'm still the mother, I'm still the sister, I'm still the brother. But most of us have gotten to the point that even if sisters and brothers, that we, we've sort of fallen into our own little area. I've talked to more people that are angry with their sisters and their brothers than they're angrier with the people in the street or whomever out there. And it's ridiculous. You know, I, I, what I said about my sister, I wasn't angry with her. I was upset. I was hurt because I felt she left me at a at too early an age. But she had to live her life. She had to live her life. 
And as I grew older, I realized I was a fool for not standing up and letting her know longer. So we've got to we've got to turn around and do what these ladies are doing. And and I wish that a lot more people, especially the younger generation of ladies and men, were on this phone tonight so they could hear what these what is being spoken here tonight. Because we are losing and we're losing to the game because the family dynamic is gone. I mean it's still out there in a lot of families. But basically that's we have more games now than we ever had before. And it has nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the dynamics of the family. And that's it. Uh, Cheryl, and you have shown what is important in terms of taking on the responsibility of those, those babies because now you're showing those babies the kind of love that they may have missed out on and that they're able to, to galvanize their love for one another through your love for them. Yeah, and, you know, one thing that I do notice about them that they have a very, very close bond with each other. I don't feel like they felt completely torn away because, and I'm not minimizing the fact of them missing the um, their parents or their siblings, but um, I noticed that when they left, they didn't even cry, and they have been really, really cheerful Um and it seems like there was just no adjustment. But I do know that a lot of it contributes to the fact that it's two of them and the bond that they share with each other. I don't think that the transition would have been as easy if one was taken and the other one was left. But to me, I notice and I see and I hear them talking in the back seat, you know, when I'm driving, I can hear the conversations that they are having and how, you know, one look out for the other one. And um, so that's just that's a bond there that you would never want to see broken. And I think that um, that has helped them a lot in their transition and probably has helped them, you know, even at home to escape among you know, although there's other siblings, but they escape in their own little world, just the two of them themselves. Uh, Joyce, you know, uh, as we talk about family, we recognize that people, it is not hard for young people or children or babies or young adults and teens to recognize what love is. And love can be uh, punishment. Love can be uh, people uh, dealing with a justifiable justice, but it is still true to what it is. And so uh, it can't be fake and it can't be uh, uh, modified. Love is what it is. That's true. And I think a person really knows that a person loves that person if you're willing to tell that person particularly you love them, but you definitely tell them when they're wrong. 
and they appreciate that because just to tell them what they want to hear, that's not love. But if you stand up and let them know what is right, what is wrong, they're going to love you even more for that. They may be mad for a moment. The idea of the thing is that they can trust you because they can trust you because you can tell them the truth. And you love them anyway because, you know, you might piss them off. They might get upset. But you you tell them out of love because you know and you can see beyond what it is that they're thinking and what, what is happening. And that's the reason why you're able to bring it to them straight and you bring it to them honest. And I think that's what we have fallen to the wayside, that we're afraid to hurt a person and want to be a person's friend. Your kid don't need no friend. Your your kid need a parent. Your kid needs guidance and direction. Right. And that's what they're right. seeking for. And if they can't seek right. it at home, they're going to seek it out in the street. So my thing right. is is you need to give them and set those rules and be firm with it. And don't don't bend too much on it. You might give a little leeway every now and then, but don't let them be okie doking you because they can tell when they okie doke. And kids will try to run a game. They can read you like a book. But once you let them know that you're serious and you mean right. well, they're going to respect you. And what they're going to do, they're going to go brag about how good your, they mom is, how much they love you. They might not tell right. you all right away, but it's, it's how they talk about you when they're out in the street and they're going to brag about you. And then not only that, their friends going to talk about it too because their friends see it when they come over to my kid home, you see. And that's oh, what they're beyond for. So that's what love is. Going the distance, be able to take the good with the bad. Thank you. Have mercy. Have mercy. And, and Andre, you have to create a bond between your brothers and sisters that allows you to have to be accountable to them, uh, that makes sure that you don't want to embarrass the family because of the commitment the family has had to you. I have to tell you, there were times when I only remember getting spanked by my father once. And uh, I have to tell you, I thought it was my my mother's fault. I threw a toy on the roof, and and I came inside and told her about it. And she told me to go get it. And I took a ladder off my daddy's truck and climbed up on the roof and got the toy. And he met me down at the bottom of that ladder. And she didn't say a word as he spanked me, and I didn't tell that she told me to go get it. Uh, because I, I just didn't, you know, you're already well. I ain't going to make no fuss about this. I'm just going to take it. Uh, but it's obvious that I knew the dynamics of the family, and my daddy was just concerned about my safety going up there on that roof, and uh, maybe I should have went and told him. But, you know, when you're getting disciplined, you know when it's right and wrong, and you know why you're getting it. Well, absolutely, and I want to go back to your statement of uh, me being held accountable uh, to my siblings, and uh, it goes both ways. I think we all hold each other accountable, and part of it is because of the fact that we know that whatever we do, while it may impact us as individuals, it impacts us as a family. And that's what we always have to be mindful of. And Joyce was very on point where, you know, uh, you can hear people tell you sometimes that they love you, but I could tell you what, um, 
love is demonstrated when, again, you are willing to have the courage to tell the person the truth. And, you know, if you know the intention is coming uh, from the heart with love, uh, even though you may not want to hear it and you may not accept it, what they're saying, um, you know that their intention was good. Now, one thing about our family, uh, we kind of uh, always try to tell somebody else what they could, could, would, should do and stuff, but we've reached a point uh, in our life as we've grown older that we know that you can um, make your suggestions and your recommendations and the person will hear it and receive it and knowing that it's coming from the heart, but it's always that individual's uh, decision to decide what it is that they want to do. Now, if indeed the person uh, don't take your recommendation and it turns out to be negative, you know, it's still that love of the family that we still wrap our arms around that person and support them and deal with where you are now and you move forward. So I say all that to say that everything that we do, it impacts not only us as an individual, but it impacts the family name, and um, that's important to us. Uh, Reverend Smith, it's also important to recognize or have people that you can call on or to bounce things off of. Uh, one of the things that I, I feel as though I don't have is that uh, not having siblings, and parents anymore, that a lot of times I'm making decisions on my own and not having those people I know who truly love me and love me enough uh, to tell me the truth. It is important to have someone around you. And and, and that's it, it, the misnomer that, that we are going through all of these changes and saying things a lot of times, especially calling people our friend. Um, and and I don't know which one of the uh, beautiful ladies that said this, but one of them said that uh, uh, you need that friend. I think most of them may have said it, but a friend going to tell you the truth. You know, even though you didn't have a sibling around you, you had friends, but you had acquaintances because friends no matter what they are going to tell you, good or bad, whether you like it or dislike it, look here, James, uh, that uh, that was bull that you just pulled. That wasn't, that wasn't right at all. So, And that's what we need. We need that. I needed it for years myself, and I never got it either, James. But there were times that I did find some halfway really decent friends who told me, Giles, you just flat out wrong. And I appreciated that. I might have got upset right at that particular point because, you know, when we're upset about something, we don't want to hear ever that we're wrong. But then after we sat down and think about things, if we would think things over first before we act, we probably wouldn't do a lot of foolish things that we do do. So uh, that's the thing that I look at. A real friend, a sibling, or whomever, they're going to tell me straight up, Pastor uh, Giles, I forget that pastor there. Giles, you just straight out wrong. You just straight out wrong. And then tell me, don't just tell me I'm wrong and don't explain it to me. Tell me I'm wrong and then show me. Because if you tell me I'm wrong and you don't explain it to me, then I'm feeling like, well, 
how do I know I'm wrong <laughs> just because you said it? You know, but so it, it's difficult, and, and, and it's always good to have someone around you like that. We all need that somebody to tell us when we're right and when we're wrong, even though we know right from wrong, even though we do know right from wrong. Sometimes we get the two twisted because that's what we want to do. And we mess up and go, and somebody have to stop. Look, hey, no, 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 no. You did wrong. Leave that alone. And and that's a good thing. And I love it when someone does me like that, even though I might not appreciate it right at that particular moment. Uh, Cheryl, um, it is so important uh, that we recognize that we don't have all the answers. And uh, having brothers and sisters in our lives or people who value us as a person helps to establish that kind of loving connection uh, that can help you on the journey as we move from one season to another. Yes, it is. It's so important, Um, especially when you know that there's closeness and that there's a bond. Um, because they are there to help you along that journey. Um, and we are there to help, you know, each other. Um, you know, and like Pastor Smith, you know, said too, even for those who don't have biological siblings, you know, most of the time you're going to find somebody, and even though the ones who, us, you know, who have siblings, they always is somebody that they have a bond with, a very, very close friend that they can confide in. And just like, you know, Pastor Smith was saying, when you're a friend, I'm not going to just tell you what you want to hear. You know, I'm going to tell you what needs to be heard. And and just like he was saying at the time, you know, it might not be receivable, but when you go back and I always say, I pray on it for the simple reason because I want God to show me me. And and doing that is that you go back and you look and you say, you know, yeah, they were able to see something in me. And only thing that they're doing is looking out for me, my best interest. So a lot of times um, when I have a friend that, you know, I do have a close friend and when, you know, she ever says something to me, you know, I don't never um, snap or, you know, I just try to ask her, help me to see, you know, just what you're saying. You know, point it out to me so that I can see it, you know, more clearly in it um, and not lose my feelings in the whole matter but be able to see just what's being said. And, that, you know, that's good for each and every one of us. And if we can't receive that from others, then we are really not um, in a committed, you know, when relationship, meaning that we are not committed to the friendship. We are not committed to the sibling bond. We are not, you know, committed to it, um, especially when they are trying to help us and show us, help us to get ahead. They help us to succeed in the things that we are doing, whether it's, you know, in what area. It doesn't matter. 
because a lot of times we can't see because we are involved in whatever it is. So I could really appreciate, you know, somebody like that. And trust me, I do be wanting to know. I don't want nobody to let me go out there no half cock and and don't tell me nothing because then I'm gonna really think you're not my friend. If you're gonna you know, if somebody in the street gonna have to tell me something that I feel like you could have told me. And that life is so much better, Joy, when you have a safety net that allows you uh to step outside the box and and feel comfortable that there's somebody that cares enough for you uh to reach down and keep you from falling uh to your demise. Exactly. It's key. Very, very key. And the good thing about it is that uh, a good family member, a good friend is a person that can, can you can open up and tell them anything, and they won't look down on you as to what it is that you're trying to say. And what I also like, too, about a good family member or a friend that comes to you, you know, that person can tell you and break it down because I'm going to ask you to break it down. First, I want to know what you're thinking and why you think that way. And then when I try to help or whatever I'm going to say, I'm going to give my opinion. And I go beyond that. I just break it down to tell you my way of thinking. That's the reason why and how I see it. But what I also love is, too, that a, a good friend will tell you, well, sleep on it, you know. Just just go ahead and sleep on it and, and, and give it some thought, you see, and everything. And, it, and it's not what you say. It's how you say it and how you come to that person. But a, a true friend is a person that you can come to day in and day out and they're willing to listen. And a true friend can listen to your same story if you say it over and over and over again. They may get tired of it, but they know that they're there for you, and that's what we have to be for our kids too for our young people, for a good family member. That's for your cousin, your niece, your aunt, any family member, any and I I I really look at this these people who I talk to on a daily day basis on the James the the Shea show as my family. So that's what I love about my family members. And my family members sometimes, Kathy, I get off the phone and she know when I'm down or what what seem like sometimes a family member knows that you're in trouble sometimes with your thinking and feeling disgusted, and they know exactly when to come into your life. So that's what we're here for. That's what good family members are for. So, James, just because you didn't have a, a close brother or sister, but you do have a good family and a close family, and it's not too late to have good sisters and brothers in your life. <laughs> Thank you so much, George. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and give everybody the opportunity to have a final say. Uh, it is so important that we learn how to come together in a, in a manner because right now families need each other more than they ever have before. And uh, certainly our country uh, is uh, at war when it comes uh, to family and the importance of family. Uh, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back.
We are subject to many truly stimulating experiences throughout the journey of our individual lives, but those experiences don't become reoccurring daily moments. You, on the other hand, have stolen a place in my heart that will never be relinquished to another. I find myself unable to confine my thoughts of you to my past. I am destined to take you and the love you have shared with me on an unbounded journey of life while never spending a moment not treasuring the love you have given me. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 Eastern, Eastern Time. I look forward to you being a part of the audience. This is a place where your voice can be heard loud and clear. If you're tired of living paycheck to paycheck and wish to change your quality of life and increase your monthly cash flow, please call 407-459-4827. That's 407-459-4827. This system will truly change your life. Please visit my website, James T. Deshay, the number two dot com. That's James T. Deshay, the number two dot com. If you enjoy my poetry, please hit the like button and subscribe. I look forward to you becoming a part of my listening audience. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. And we want to uh, just close out our show as normal. Uh, Joyce, uh, what are your final thoughts this evening? Uh, my final thought is that it's a good conversation today, and love is really telling the truth to your, your to the person. If you really love them, you can stand with them when they're good. You can stand with them bad. You can tell them when they're right, and you can tell them when they're wrong. That's what love is. Thank you. All right. Uh, and Cheryl, your final thoughts this evening? Again, very good conversation, very good topic, a lot of different um, things that were shared was very, very good. Um, We can use the word love very loosely, but showing them and each other is what really counts. And as everybody expressed this evening, how they have instilled those values and bonds within their siblings and also in their close friends. So in relationships, whatever we do, we can always do better. All right. Guys, I just want to thank you for your continued support. Uh, It is always nice to know that I'm going to have my family out there ready and prepared to to, uh, talk about the issues that we have on our table. And I just want to know that you are loved and appreciated and your love is felt even though we are not next door to one another. So take care, and we'll see you tomorrow on Thoughts, Love, and Reflection as we continue to deal with the issues that impact our lives today and forever. Beautiful Make
Jesus 